All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable stop right there i'm in welcome everybody back to the flavor of the geek podcast where we talk about all things geek my name is matthew this is episode 38 and i'm joined today as always by steven reyes how you doing today steven did they just fucking tease world war hulk in the she-hulk <laughs> episode with your intros (laughs) oh my goodness i am not okay they teased a little bit more than that and bigger things going on than that Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit but of course i am joined today by emily turtle reyes got your name right this week how you doing today emily (laughs) hello hello Hello. i am doing as a turtle would do okay which Live, is staying cool and, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. man. Keeping my shell up, <laughs> not letting anything. Keep it, keep, I, keep, <laughs> keeping the shell up. I, <laughs> I saw a video of uh, Crush talking, to, like, the uh, character Crush from Finding Nemo right. talking to this guy in the audience at Disney, and he was like, you know, you really changed my life when I was a kid. And, he, and the crush goes, why was, I, why was I like your father or something? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, it explains so much because, you know, you, you never came back for the, to, with, with the milk. And crush went silent. He goes, well, I'm glad that I could be a, a, a figure for you or something, bro. Sorry about the milk, though. <laughs> That's good. Actually, oh, so to- me and Tori every week are doing, uh, we do a movie dinner and, and a dessert. So last week, we had, she made like laminated cards and there's like 50 of them and they're all Disney movies Damn. or like... Uh, Is this we the Disney do that. one? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, we have been wanting to do yeah, that. Yeah, well, when we're done with them, if you want, but just take ours. we're too lazy to make <laughs> the cards. Because she like came up with meals and desserts and drinks and the movie that goes along with it, of course. And so oh, last so week sick. was Finding Nemo. We did Finding Nemo last week, and uh, forget. I think oh, we yes. I think we had sushi, which is weird to <laughs> talking about. Friends, not food. food. Yes, yes, and there was other stuff we had. I'm forgetting now, but uh, yeah, we did have sushi along with the movie Finding Nemo. <laughs> so, which again, I was at the time I was That's like, this awesome. is weird. <laughs> Oh, man. No, that. we literally, <laughs> when that trend started on TikTok, I sent them, I sent Steve like 10 different videos oh, really? of different meals and drinks and stuff. Mm. And we've wanted to do it, but we've been a little preoccupied with other things. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. A lot going on. But I mean, again, once, uh, once we're done with the cards, there's like 50 of them. When we're done with them, you can have them if you want to. Um, because we're probably not going to redo it. Um, but yeah. Yes, please. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we've been redoing for like 10 weeks. Only thing is we're going to have to modify anything with fish uh, because we're not fish gotcha, people. Gotcha, gotcha. Fun fact to <laughs> listeners out there, Steve and I don't really like fish. Mm. What foods do you not like? Comment below. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I've please comment on the meals you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, but this week we're talking about She-Hulk, and we have a few other main geek, to- geek topics to talk about. So I think we should start off with She-Hulk. What do you guys think? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Cool, okay. cool, cool. All right, so yeah. Can somebody tell me when Charlie Cox is going <laughs> to be on the Just screen? wake me when Charlie Cox That's gets here. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I'm feeling. That's right. Well, Steven, let's get a spoiler alert, please. You got it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, let's get into it. So this is She-Hulk Episode 2, spoiler review. If you are listening and you haven't seen the episode, you probably should not be here. So come back when you've seen the episode. But we're going to get into it right now. Get lost, pal. (laughs) Come back later. It's just rude. Uh, But so... (laughs) I'm not sure if you guys saw this. It was very quick, and I know you guys just watched the episode, so I'm not sure if you noticed this. But do you guys remember when uh, they're sitting on the couch and she's looking for jobs? Um, and she and it kind of quickly goes to what she's looking at on the internet. So. Oh, I think if you pause it, don't you see Matt? Don't you see um, uh, Nelson and Murdoch? No, well, I'm not sure about that, but I didn't see that when I paused it. But what I did see oh. was on the right side of the screen, it said underneath where it said Stark, it's like Stark Shoes, n- number three. It said, a man fights with metal claws in a bar, c- bar brawl. A man fights with metal no claws. In Stop a it. bar brawl. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my so god. I mean, if you guys want to look at stuff, look look well, up. How do you even? Uh, like, I, I, I watch. I, don't I even watched. Know. I didn't notice it on the first go around, but I did after the fact. Um, because <laughs> well, I, I watched breakdown videos just to see what I've missed. Um, I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, these Easter eggs, man. That's amazing. <laughs> but underneath that, it said the same website also references the celestial sticking out of the ocean from Eternals. So. Uh, right underneath where it says man well, fights with metal claws in a bar brawl. So, uh, yeah. Could two of our predictions come true from last week? <laughs> well, let me actually send you guys something. So. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Oh, boy. We'll Things right getting flown over the interwebs. Yep, that's right. Gonna fly over. Put one of those hash browns on it and send it to the internet. <laughs> send it to the internet. <laughs> Oh, man. Name that movie. Comment below. <laughs> Iron Man 3. Why is there a giant <laughs> statue you guys of there? a man sticking out of the ocean? Ah, that's a good question. Good question. I love that that's just under 
related articles. Oh man, that's funny. All right, I'm down with that. All right, cool. That's this is a oh, that's a lot to talk about. And just like a 30 minute episode. Yeah, so I just sent you guys over a photo, and as you can see in it, uh, that was what it says Man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl. So, Steven, I'm gonna jump right to you. Do you think they're talking about Wolverine? And if they are, obviously Wolverine's not a known character in the universe yet because they say man fights with metal claws and not Wolverine or mutant fights with metal claws. So what are your thoughts? And I know you guys just figured this out, but what are your thoughts when seeing this? I think with that, I don't think they're, ref- I think they're referencing Wolverine, but I don't think it actually was Wolverine. I think it was just like a guy uh, with, okay. you know, some kind of weird, like, like, glove or whatever that had claws on it gets into a bar brawl and that's their way of teasing that Wolverine is coming in the future for the MCU you know? gotcha so you think it's just a little bit of an easter egg but it's not really Wolverine is that what you think right yeah because like, th- right. there's no freaking way that the mutants especially not Wolverine has been kept under the radar for this long <laughs> he's a fucking berserk like no way <laughs> he's a berserk no way. Yeah. Uh, and Emily, are you are on the same page as Steven, or do you think something different? I mean, when you say metal claws, <laughs> like, come on. The only other person could be Black Panther, Ooh, perhaps. Right. But they wrong. said Maybe man. Oh, so we're seeing Sabretooth, but not Wolverine? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, man. Come on. It. Why not? No. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, when we first meet Wolverine in the uh, X-Men universe, he's in a, ball, a bar brawl, right? That is uh, true. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know what to think, but I think they definitely put this in because they knew that these nerdy people were going to go in and find it and pause screens and stuff. So, um, But yeah, Wolverine may or may not already be in the universe, and I guess we'll see at some point. Maybe in, maybe in She-Hulk. Maybe he'll... Maybe he got into trouble at the bar, and now uh, She-Hulk will be defending him in court. <laughs> Bro, that'd be sick. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be such a, be a really huge funny. surprise. Like, I mean, of all of the characters that that Jen Walters has to defend, that would be the biggest one. Like, even if right. it's like at like a post-credit, like the at the last episode kind of thing, where she's like, "All right, so I hear you're a guy with with metal claws. What's so special about you?" And he goes, "Fuck you, bub," or whatever. You know? <laughs> It's like, leave me alone, Bob. Bob. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, something like that. And oh, then all of a sudden, Jen Walters posts to the camera. And she's like, of course. He's Canadian. <laughs> he's, <gotta, laughs> he's, he's Canadian. Yeah, can we talk about this breaking of the fourth wall going on? Speaking okay, of that. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. What is everybody's, what's everybody's opinion on this? I well, in the comic relevant. books, she... Well, yeah, but in the comic book, she actually broke the fourth wall before Daredevil did. So, I mean, I don't know. And she's kind of the originator of it. But, Stephen, what you were mean, you going to say? You mean Deadpool? What did I say? You said Daredevil. Daredevil? Um, I'm sorry. I Deadpool. Yeah, right. see the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a blind joke. That's not good. Um, <laughs> okay. But, no, Deadpool. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. correct. Deadpool. <laughs> no, so what I, what I was going to say was I don't mind the fourth wall break. I mean, I just think that there needs to be more relevance like for them. I think it's just a little bit silly in certain spots. Like you don't need them to be there, but I'm just hoping that the, that it becomes more relevant later on. 
the things that are a fourth wall break, um, like reason, is mm-hmm. it makes more sense. That's all I'm saying. Okay. How about you, Emily? What do you think? Well, I just, I guess I'm not a huge fan of breaking of the fourth wall with superhero situations. Okay. The only reason I think Deadpool gets away with it is because it's inherently comedic and, like, highly stylized. Right. Um, but I feel like breaking the fourth wall in this sort of situation is just kind of distracting to me. Like, when I watch something, I want to kind of immerse myself in that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like her breaking that to talk about the woes just kind of takes me out of it a bit. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I think that's actually what the uh, uh, point is because it's funny when she's, when she walks into her new job, right. And she's talking to us, but her boss is talking to her, but it, it we can't hear what she's, what he's saying and neither can she. Uh, but then really when he's, when he asks her what she thinks, what does she say? What is the word she Agnostic. uses? agnostic (laughs) and that she's so she's responding to him because she was talking to us so it was it was comedy and this is supposed to be a comedy and uh now she was like i'm gonna spend the rest of the year thinking about what i just agreed to or what i was just saying to him what i answered (laughs) because he's like he said interesting uh what do you say what do you say (laughs) unprecedented unprecedented or something like that yeah it was unprecedented (laughs) No, I, I get that. I think because it's like the difference is, I think. So when I say I like to immerse myself mm-hmm. and like it takes me out of it a little bit is more so like I want to continue with one storyline mm-hmm. sort of at a time. Right. Like, you know, right. no, that's understandable. I guess to each to each his own. Right. But I think with Deadpool I feel like the stakes, like either choose to have a really high comedy where the stakes aren't super high because you know it's a comedy Mm -hmm. and in the end it's going to end in like a funny way. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this show, we don't really know what direction it's going per per se. So um, I think it just... I don't know. It's taking some getting used to because on the one hand, yes, it's funny, like what you were saying with that specific comment. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know that there's because it's Marvel, there's going to be some sort of super dramatic either villain situation or yeah. like family situation. So I don't know. Unless... I just have to watch more, and it's not going to go in that direction. <laughs> well, I know when they when they announced the know. show, they had announced it as a comedy. So, but the, obviously, comedies can turn into dramatic comedies, like kind of thing. Now, which I, I do agree with you. I think it is going to go that direction at some point in this series. I think it's going to get more dramatic throughout the series and less comedy driven. But uh, I guess we'll have to see about that. I think it'll be really cool if it got more dramatic rather than more comedic. I think it it started off funny, but I think it should get more dramatic, kind of like any other series, kind of like like a Moon Knight, maybe. I don't know, but not like dark like that. But you know what I mean, and I know what you mean. 
<laughs> but let's get your like overall impressions about the episode. So, Stephen, let's start with you. What like what were you, like your overall impressions about this episode? Did you like it? Was it better than last week for you, or yeah, what'd you think? Uh, I think it was better than last week, just because. Okay. Um, I think that the the Hulk versus Hulk brawl was kind of excessive. Um, it was it was <laughs> really? cool to like okay. really introduce the character and start to build up that that um that franchise a little bit but i think this week it was really cool that it was setting up other things you know like it was trying to tell a story like about repercussions of being a superhero because she because it's it's true i mean she saved so many lives um and because she saved so many lives as the she-hulk everyone didn't want to take a chance on her because she was a liability in some kind of way Um, right and that's the kind of repercussions that we never got to see as Avengers or as any other superheroes because they never they didn't have to face that kind of thing, you know. Yep. So she's she's one of she's like the little guy who has to deal with the consequences after saving somebody, and it's never pretty because you do the right thing, you get punished for it. You don't do the right thing, and you still have a job, but you feel like crap <laughs> because you could have done something differently. And it's like, what do I do? It's like, it's a catch twenty two. I think that's the right word, right? Catch twenty two. No, yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it's just, it's crazy. So, yeah, so she's telling that story about how she's kind of struggling, and then you see a little bit of her family life, which, okay, I guess we had to see that. Um, and I do really like that the Hulk, I think this was kind of a dig at the second Hulk movie, because when Bruce was talking to uh, Jen uh, over the phone, and she was talking about who she wanted to represent, um, a, a client being Emil, um, he said, oh, yeah, uh, we, we have, um, we hashed everything out and uh, we're good now. I mean, that was a totally different uh, um, person, literally. And I go, oh, that had to have been a dig at, um, at Ed, uh, I think it was Ed. Ed Norton. Ed Norton's uh, whole because yeah. he didn't play. He that said whole. literally, he said literally right. a different person. I was like, oh, what a dig. Okay, so yeah. I really like that part. And then right as he's hanging up, he's like, I don't think I'm gonna be coming back anytime soon. He's on a fucking Sakar ship, and it seems like they're teasing World War Hulk now because he might be heading back to Sakar and he might be starting a new life there. Like it's interesting that they're like with through like little easter eggs or even like subplots here and there they're setting things up outside of the mcu in the middle of building up this this show so mm-hmm, that is right. really cool and they also brought in the 10 rings the uh the cage fight with abomination <laughs> yeah oh the shang chi i was like yep. okay I was, I was trying to figure out when in the timeline she hulk was taking place and it answered that when they showed yeah. the news uh, breaking at the end and him escaping and him in a, a cage fight against Shang-Chi. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> well, he cool. does go back eventually. We see that in Shang-Chi. They actually go back through the portal into the prison cell again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Now we know when in the timeline this takes place. It takes place simultaneously with Shang-Chi. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, Emily, what were your thoughts on this episode o- overall? Um, I uh, I think I liked it better than last okay. week because of... I know I mentioned my uh, disdain towards 
training montages <laughs> last week. Yeah. But I think, uh, I don't know. I liked certain parts of the episode more, like how we're getting to see the conflict mm-hmm. now happening, like with not being able to get a job and then getting a job that she doesn't want, but then more conflict right. with who she has to represent. So that to me is always interesting, the episode where it like sets up what the conflict is going yeah. to be. Um, but I am still waiting Charlie for Charlie Cox. Cox. I don't think I'm oh. ever going to have a favorite episode until that happens. So. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to show up at the end of next week's episode. So I'm pretty sure. I, How sure is pretty sure? I'm pretty sure. Because sure. <laughs> back, back, uh, back before the show came out, there was uh, there was the rumor, kind of rumor slash spoiler, I guess, uh, that Charlie Cox would be in, like I think I told you this last week, he'd be in two full episodes, uh, but kind of two and a half because he will be at the end of another episode, kind of like how they tease Kingpin at the end of one of the Hawkeye episodes. Mm-hmm. And then the next couple episodes, he was in both of them. So it's that kind of tease at the at the end of next week's episode. Because there's, I get there's nine episodes, right, of She-Hulk. So next week's episode three, yeah, I'm gonna say it's like sixty forty. I don't know. It could happen. We'll see. I hope. Wow. I hope so, though. Because that went from me having like ninety percent high hopes to just My being bad. like, yeah, I forgot how many episodes there were. Because I, I think they had mentioned like halfway through the season he's gonna show up, but. The epi- next week's episode three, so it's only a third of the way through. So maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but in the f- case that I am wrong, I mean I am right. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. <laughs> Either I way. Just, <laughs> yeah. I just think that they need to build up her character first before they bring in another character, because right. you know we have to start to really care about Jen Walters and She Hulk and this whole storyline that they have going on right now before we see Daredevil, a beloved um, character in the yeah. Marvel-verse by, by all the fans, and Charlie Cox, like, seeing him return as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. Like, th- we already know we're going to love him, you know? So give us more of Jen Walters' storyline and then bring in Daredevil probably, I would say, episode seven and eight. You know, that okay. way her story's already formed at that point. We know where it's leading to. And he will yeah. help push it along at the end. It doesn't have to be a, a Daredevil story. It will be a right. Jim Walters, She-Hulk story. That's that's my right. that's my take. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to mention is that, so she got fired from her job because she saved people, right? Right. Uh, at some point, it it's going to be harder and harder to deal with being a superhero slash a lawyer. Uh, so, because at some point she's going to become an Avenger, right? And if... If she's defending people, the jury's going to be biased regardless, right? So everything she does as a lawyer is going to be a mistrial anyway because the jury is like, oh, she's she saved New York or she saved, I don't know, Vermont. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's saved somewhere uh, So she's gonna because she's going to become more of a superhero at some point. So I don't know. It's going to be more, more and more conflicting. I'm not sure what happens in the comic books if she be- becomes a lawyer full time or if she's like half and half a superhero and a lawyer. But yeah, I just I just thought about that because it's gonna be 
difficult. Am I am I wrong though? I mean, no, you're not. It's kind of be being a superhero. It's like yeah, it's, Captain America being a lawyer. They're gonna vote for Cap. They're gonna vote whatever Captain America's on his side, right? Whoever he's yeah. defending, they're gonna vote for him. So, whatever. I'm sure you have the whole population that's against superheroes, though. Right? Oh, really? Explain yeah. that part. There's okay. that whole plot. There's a population that's against superheroes. Well, yeah, I mean, they kind of touched upon that. Yeah, I that. mean, that, that's... Sorry, you go. Yeah, I'm a go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we saw a glimpse of it with Civil War. Mm. Um, but I think in general... The Soviet, Soviet um, Accords. Yeah, yeah, I think in general, though, that's been a... Uh, it's been touched upon in other... TV shows and movies too of like not everybody likes superheroes. They think they're a nuisance or just destroying everything. <laughs> right. Did you have another example, Steve? Well, I was first. I was gonna say Civil War because of the Soviet Accords, uh, Accords, and then I was gonna say um, Falcon Winter Soldier because they touched upon that as well. It's, it's kind of saying like, oh, mm-hmm. they have so many superheroes. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's where I was going. And she also mentioned, Jen also mentioned, uh, to go off this kind of the similar scene, she goes off of, she said, does Avengers have benefits? <laughs> do they have maternity leave? Do you remember that? I do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny because I've thought about that. Like when they had, the first time they showed us the huge facility yeah. that they have, like, I forget which movie that first came up in. I think um, it was eight, End of Age of Ultron was uh, when they had the they built the upstate New York facility. That one. Yeah. So. No, well, no which, they had or maybe tower. it was the facility where like they they first showed that okay now we're gonna train the other yeah that was the upstate New York generation. Yeah, that okay. was the one that that Thanos yeah, blew up so, in Endgame. Right, exactly, yeah. So I've wondered this since then, and probably before then too, but I'm like, are these people getting (laughs) paid? Like, how does Steve Rogers afford his little, like, moped situation? We know that Tony Stark has money just from his business and all that, but... You know, all the other Avengers, what's going on with right. them? I mean, what happens when they get the flu <laughs> and they need to go to the pharmacy? Like, Sorry, that would be $59.99. What? Do you know who I yeah, am? It's safe like, New York. Do you know oh, exactly? Well, that's what they did in Falcon Winter Soldier to, to Sam Wilson. They did the same thing. He's trying to open up a credit card or, like, get a, buy, a, buy a house or something. I don't forget what they were trying. Oh, they were trying to get a loan to fix the boat. And uh, they said, unfortunately, your credit's really bad. You can't get the, the boat because <laughs> you haven't had uh, income well, in the past that, 10 years. That was. <laughs> he was like, yeah, because I, I was thought an that was because of the blip. Oh, that's that's another reason as well. Oh, did he say that? That's another reason as well. Yeah, I but thought they also that, mentioned that, that all the people that yeah. blipped were just screwed over they were. even though if that was a worldwide phenomenon <laughs> right yeah they should have been a little more flexible some sort of bank forgiveness yeah. <laughs> would be a thing exactly exactly but yeah, the but, the bank teller person was like so did tony pay you guys like or did, 
what kind of benefits did you have like a 401k or something like <laughs> and he was like no actually no we didn't <laughs> they didn't get uh so apparently also, he just took care of them so i guess they were living there i don't know but yeah can i just this is super random but we're talking about <laughs> the blip and i don't even know <laughs> I don't even know if you were you talking about the were, when did when was the first podcast? Remind me. Uh, Do you remember the first? Yeah, it was in October. So October of last yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. So riddle me this, <laughs> oh wise one. <laughs> Why is it that when we're talking about the blip, mm-hmm. right? So all of these people blipped out. And in Avengers Endgame, Mm -hmm. you see all of the Avengers just sort of spontaneously appearing from all the, The what do you call it? Doctor Strange portal things. Yeah. So my question is, because like in Black Widow, we see Yelena blip right back to her spot. But, like, where, where, I'm just like, where was everybody else? And did these portals just randomly appear next to them as soon as that happened? And they were like, oh, this looks safe. Yeah. Let's well, just go through well, this. Yeah, the battle like, itself. It just always weirded me out. The battle itself out. between Thanos and Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, that lasted a good, like, it had to have been at least, like, a 20, 30-minute battle. By that point... Doctor Strange had to have been recruiting everyone, not just that were on hit the planet um, Titan, but also the rest of the um, the, yeah. the uh, sorcerers. And but let's not forget that he had seen the future already, so he knew right. that he had to do this. So once he he blipped back, he was like, "Oh shit, I gotta recruit now. I gotta exactly. go now. Yeah. I gotta go, go, go." But where? But like, how did he possibly <laughs> know where? The exact locations of everybody worked. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that he saw is like just 16 billion different possibilities. Is my he question. He knew where people were. Mm-hmm. No, but he saw he saw the possibilities of the end of right. the battles and like everything. I don't think he, he was paused able to see location like, oh, that's cool. Look where Sam was when this happened. Yeah, like- I'm, I'm sure the writer director has an answer to this because it is a question that we've, we've, we've talked about a lot is how, I think Tori asked this question a couple of times. Like, how did they, how did he know that where everyone was? And my, my, my answer is always just that he saw the future, the 16 million possibilities. He focused in on the one that they would, would have won and he figured out what he needed to do and then Wong kind of did the rest he got the sorcerers and Wakanda out there and Doctor Strange was on Titan with the rest of the other people like Spider-Man and the Guardians so Wong helped out with the people who were in Wakanda as well as the people that were on um in the temple what do they call it the the temple oh. in Doctor Strange oh I know you're talking, you know talking about, about? One. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the Sanctum. Da, da, da. The Sanctum Centaurum. Yeah, yeah. So he helped out with those people. And yeah, because it is weird because Black Panther it, Black Panther walks through first, right? He's the first portal that opens up. and But there's no sorcerer there, right? And so is Doctor Stranger Wong opening it like 
like via Bluetooth or something? Like how how did they? I don't know. Wait, Black Panther was? I thought it was Sam saying on your. Oh mind. yeah, Sam does come through first. Well, I, I thought didn't Black Panther come through no, 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 and no. then he kind of gives the, he the nod Sam to first. And then oh, the portal right. opens. Oh, you and see then Black you because he flies in behind oh, Black Panther. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there wasn't. I mean, we talk about this for a while, but <laughs> there's got to be some kind of sorcerer also, that was in Wakanda. This will be the last thing that I say, <laughs> but it's like, how did they know? So Yelena was so disoriented when all this happens. I know I keep going back to her, but it's because that was the unique perspective yeah. that we got to see of someone getting blipped. But I think, like, if it's just crazy to me that everybody's basically like, ooh, what happened? Ooh, a portal. Oh, okay, there's a fight going on. <laughs> And, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, even with Wanda, as much as I love Wanda and that whole character, you're going to tell me that all of that, like, pent-up energy came from, like, her thinking that it was 30 seconds ago that he killed Vision. I don't know. It's, like, all... It's just bizarre to me. Right. But that's showbiz, yeah. and... Well, honestly, it was just very cool to watch. So that's why they yeah, did it. And that's we, probably it. We as the nerds will always talk about it. But it would have been really cool to do the, uh, if we had the podcast back in 2019 when this came out. This would have been really cool to talk about and break it mm-hmm. all down. Uh, but yeah, there's some questions regarding uh, Endgame, like like Steve Rogers. Um, was Steve Rogers in that universe the entire time? Like, did he? like live throughout the decades in that universe like 616 or did somehow he create another branch timeline when he went back and then married peggy and then you know what i mean like and then and then he came back to the oh, the main yeah, timeline yeah, yeah. and how did he get back to the main timeline after that so there's some questions regarding that as well that the writers of the of the movie said that he was actually there the entire time which means that it's at one point in the 616 universe there was three captain americas all at one time and what i mean is that by that is the one from if you go back to the avengers movie the one he thought was loki and then the one he fought which was captain america both of them were captain america and then the other one would have been the old steve rogers the one that was living out his life in wherever the hell he was, New York, I don't know. But there was technically three Steve's, Steve Rogers at one time in the same universe, same yeah, same universe. So isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> That's when time travel just gets so weird. bizarre. Yep. <laughs> so That's right. So, I mean, I'm under the impressions that in that he uh, went into a different timeline and married Peggy because... He wasn't at the funeral, right? Uh, the old Steve Rogers, he wasn't at Peggy's funeral. But whatever. We can talk about this all day too, huh? <laughs> no, he pr- he probably knew that he couldn't go to Peggy's funeral. Although, when you think about it, um, at Peggy's funeral, they wouldn't. nobody would have recognized him, really. Well... Because he would have been old we and stand frail. So right. far but, away from She-Hulk. But oh that's his family, right? I like, know, he, I'm he sorry. He grew up, what, 60, 70 years with these people because he was married to Peggy. All of Peggy's family would know who he oh, is, that's right? that's true. And if he's not at the funeral, then be like, what the hell? Where is he? <laughs> 
My thing is he probably he probably made like a list of everything he did between <laughs> 2012 and just didn't go back right? to that place. <laughs> and and whatever year Endgame happened cuz I know that's further than 2022. <laughs> Or maybe it was 2022. No, it, it was 2023 know. because um, they went five years. It was 2018 and they did five-year time five zone. Five years, and then right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think he probably, I mean, when you think about it, that's supposed to just be an 11-year span. Right. So if he, if he in general was like, okay, what are the big life events that happened <laughs> between then? I'm going to write them down because I can't be at two places at once. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, we okay. should do a whole episode I'm just so on Endgame stuff. Because this has gone all day about this, but sorry. Sorry, Steven. <laughs> no, it's good. We'll do a retrospective <laughs> at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But let's talk about something else. Talk about She-Hulk again. Uh, where the hell is Bruce going? Where the Steven, so do you have any far. ideas? I know you had some, you talked about this a little. Yeah. So you think Sakaar? Why do you think Sakaar? Because first he's on a Sakaar ship. Um, Sakaar <laughs> ship. That's a good point. That's right. And uh, it just seems like he has some unfinished business on Sakaar, you know, because he, it wasn't him on Sakaar. It was um, Hulk on Sakaar. And now that he is mm-hmm. on, in a different form, he's, he's fused together between Bruce and Hulk. He has some unfinished business, in my opinion. Which still so he's going is back to Sakaar, bizarre. And he's probably going to start a, uh, a life there. Probably going to start building a family, building a, a kingdom. Because the Grand Master is, has been overthrown from what it looks like in, in the, at the end of Thor Ragnarok. So I, mm-hmm. I believe that Sakaar is, is free for the taking. And I think that Hulk is the, is the, is the character who can uh, form it back together again. He has the... Tech, he has the uh, Intuition. He has the genius to build up Sakar. Even if it, if it fell, he has the, the ability to build it back up to make it greater than it was. So yeah. that's my whole. Well, I mean, explanation. In yeah, and that's a good one. I, I like <laughs> I like your idea because in the I mean the second time around I, I was watching what was in the ship. Like where was he in the ship and what was around him? And he had his binder, the binder he was trying to train She Hulk with. He had that with him. So what does he need that for on this mission to uh, back to Sakaar to maybe see his son uh, and train him to how to be a Hulk? I don't know. But he had a bunch of other things with him that we've seen in the, in the, the previous episode. But uh, Emily, what do you think? Where do you think he's going? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I'm so bad with the interplanetary travel. <laughs> Like, I never remember names of planets. Like, you said Titan 10 minutes ago. Honestly forgot that was the name of where they were (laughs) during that whole shenanigan (laughs) sequence. Uh, So, yeah, that's uh, the planet that all that happened. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. So uh, so we're all under the impression that he's going back to Sakaar either possibly to join his son in whatever endeavors his son has or to create a life there um, and become a ruler, possibly. But eventually, this is going to lead to World War Hulk again, possibly. Does that sound about right? Probably. Say, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I mean, World War Hulk is a big storyline, right? Because, I mean, he fights 
all of the like major superheroes on Earth. Isn't that right, Steven? He does, yeah. So um, it starts off with the storyline Planet Hulk um, uh-huh. to where he's on Sakaar, and then that's that's basically his post what went when the Avengers and the Illuminati, like the, everyone on Earth, all the heroes, they send Hulk through space. Um, oh, they kick him and out. And that's when they he does a crash. Yeah, they kick him out because he's too dangerous on Earth. Uh, and then he mm-hmm. he's on Sakaar and he builds up that kingdom. I would be totally happy if he goes back to Sakaar and he builds his own kingdom. That's Planet Hulk. And by the end of the movie, that's when thing go, th- everything goes to shit. He loses his family. And that's when you see him transform back from Professor Hulk into World Worldbreaker Hulk. And that's when he goes right. back down to Earth and you see not the original Avengers there, but what the newly formed Avengers are and other heroes. Maybe maybe he's not even a part of the MCU until after Secret Wars. And so by that point, mm. you'll have a lot more uh, franchises like the X-Men or Fantastic Four involved. So he'll come back not knowing any of these characters, but he knows that they're heroes. And like Hulk side, not Bruce Banner, but Hulk will be so pissed off so angered by um something that happened that he just unleashes all chaos on all the heroes i don't know but i can see it going i can't wait to see that Yeah. yeah i cannot wait to see that so okay cool are there any other major moments in this episode we want to talk about uh no all right. Well, I'm just going to – I know I admit, you can let you guys say, like, the uh, your thoughts about the episodes. So I'll just give mine real quick. I also agree with you guys. I liked it more than last week. Uh, I, I enjoyed last week, but I also – I did enjoy this week's as well. I like – I currently like the comedic – like, <laughs> it's funny because she doesn't want to be a superhero. She doesn't really care about her She-Hulk form. She would rather just be Jen Walters. But uh, everyone else either wants her to be in the Hulk form or not. Like when she goes to the prison and sees Emil Blonsky, which we didn't talk about much of him, I don't think. But Emil Blonsky, she, she's forced to become back into her human form, which is opposite of what her employer wants. But uh, yeah, I think she's kind of struggling a little bit with her, with her newfound powers. And the, the family scene when she meets, when she has family dinner is just really, really funny. Like Ched, who's like, hey, you got fired. <laughs> he I was, the dad was like, come on. <laughs> oh, I told up. you, I thought you said to bring it up. Why would I tell you to bring it up? <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> but isn't this the guy that they were talking about in the car before they crashed? Uh, Ched is the smartest guy in the family. Unless they were just kidding. It seems kind of, they like they were kidding now. But... <laughs> but didn't they call him a genius last week in the, when they were in the car before the crash? Did they? Am I wrong about that? I thought they, men- they mentioned Ched last week in the car, and I had thought they had said something about, oh, we got, we got a genius in the family, we got Ched. Don't forget about Ched. Uh, but they don't really maybe talk about him too much after that. Maybe it's got to be a joke, irony? though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be a joke irony. because he's a manager of Best Buy. I feel like that <laughs> doesn't does not a t- take a tire off, <laughs> so to change a tire. <laughs> yeah, he's like. By the way, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> he's just talking. It's like oh, you gotta man. turn it the other way, son. I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I really hope we see more of her family because I agree with you, Stephen. Where we we need to get more, like we need her to be more not likable, but we need to 
feel her more, I guess. Like we need to care about her more than we do currently because we don't know much about her just yet. Uh, but yeah, I, hopefully in the future, the future seven episodes we have left, we'll be able to start to like her more. I feel like I'm wording this very w- w- wrong, but nah, we'll see. All right. No, I think that's so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I guess we'll move on to geek topic number one. Let's go. some exciting news. Matt Shackman has been tapped to direct the Fantastic Four. So in addition to WandaVision, Shackman has also experienced directing big name shows like Games of Game of Thrones, Succession, along with other sitcoms like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So of course, he's most known to us, to the Marvel community, as directing WandaVision, which a lot of people really liked. So... I am excited for him to take this on. I know that it was John Watts before who directed the Spider-Man films, but now we're getting Matt Shackman, who, uh, of course, directed WandaVision. So, I mean, I enjoy this. Uh, Emily, what are your thoughts on this uh, this new directorial uh, debut? Not really debut. Of the <laughs> but what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I... Uh mostly know him from WandaVision. Right. I wasn't a huge Game of Thrones person. What's funny is all my roommates in college <laughs> watched Game of Thrones and I was the only one who didn't and I ended up watching the only full episode I've ever seen was the one spoiler alert where Arya kills the snow dude. <laughs> Um, the snow dude. <laughs> oh, I'm man, probably offending so many Game of Thrones uh, I think he's called the Ice King. Fans. The Ice King. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I was. But close. the snow dude I'm sure is good. All his <laughs> fans call him the snow dude. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> his, his super fans. Um, I. So yeah, that that's just a little fun fact. That's the only full episode I've seen, right. and they started like sobbing because people were dying, and I was like, I don't know who this person is, but okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I do. I've heard great things about Succession. Yeah, I love that. Was that was another show. thing. Um, yeah, I was in a a play in December, and everybody in the cast literally everybody except me they were watching succession as it was it seems like it's a theme huh and i was like (laughs) yeah you know i guess i'm still stuck in my ways of just watching the same things over and over again but i know they were like this is the best show ever and then it won a ton of awards so i have high hopes because the Fantastic Four peeps need to get some love, right. I think. Right. And you know what's f- another fun fact? Invisible Woman was the first action figure that I ever owned. Really? Because she was blonde and wore blue. <laughs> and I'm blonde and blue is my favorite color. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, no, that actually, it's funny. I didn't even pick it out. My good friend 
from back in the day. Um, her dad at the time, he's a um, sculptor and works for Hasbro, and he like made all of the Marvel like mini action figures. I don't know if you remember those. The mini action heroes. They were sold at like CVS. You could pick one up. They were like maybe two or three inches tall, <laughs> and they were all like chibi kind of style. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was cool because sometimes she'd come in and like give us prototypes of Marvel toys, oh, that's and cool. so she gave me a, an Invisible Woman because. That was you're blonde and you like uh, blue, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's why. But, uh, yeah. So anywho, <laughs> All right, well, I like it. I like it. Sidebar. <laughs> and, uh, Steven, what are your thoughts on Matt Shackman directing fantastic four? Um, so I didn't see game of Thrones. I saw one episode. Didn't care for it. Uh, I'm going to insult a lot of people <laughs> for that one. I apologize. Damn. Anyway, moving on from that though. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. What a uh, what a sitcom! I, I love how he was able to direct that and then go from that to a huge mystery show like *WandaVision*. Like that one was all over the place as far as we had no mm-hmm. idea what was going on for the longest time, and it just felt so chaotic. So, kudos to you for being able to to range yourself out that much between a sitcom to this. I know that WandaVision could be considered a sitcom at times because of the, t- the every single episode it was going through a different period of time for um, for of TV of TV shows like the '60s, the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s, you know, so on and so forth. Um, the fact that they could hit all of those different checkpoints with different episodes, just d- discussing family comedies over the years, that was really cool. And then also incorporating it into the main storyline. I thought that was very impressive. I think this makes more sense than um, John Watts does because I know John Watts is very well known for the Spider-Man franchise, the the new Spider-Man franchise. Um, but aside from the last movie, we didn't really touch upon the cosmic verse or the multiverse or anything like that. Whereas with Wandavision, that was that was cosmic. That was that was that was different. That was really, and that, that was mm-hmm. the first of its kind, because that was the first Disney Plus sh- series that we had gotten um, with with Marvel, so or with the MCU. So, um, That's right. it was unique in different ways, and for the longest time, it was the best running Marvel show. I mean, I I think it was probably the best run. I still prefer Hawkeye and uh, Loki. But I know everybody else will probably think otherwise. They might they might think that WandaVision was the best. And I, I won't fight them, you know. Elizabeth Olsen and... Um, and Paul Bettany. His, and Paul Bettany. They just crushed it mm-hmm. in their roles. And I, I could definitely watch a season two if they were to make one. I know they're not going to, but I would love to see it. I think they're going to do a movie, dude. That would be um, sick. I keep, I keep hearing that there's going to be a Wanda movie, but I was... I was like, why though? Because we, I mean, we've seen the TV series, and we, she was in like the main baddie in Doctor Strange, so I guess there is more to see of her. But I don't know. I just feel like it's they're pushing the character a little too much too soon. But we'll I see. We'll I don't see. think they are pushing it too soon because if you okay. think about it, she came out. She came out. She um, <laughs> she, she was first revealed to us in Age of Ultron. At that point, she showed that she had a lot of strong powers and she was a force to be reckoned with, but. 
they still treated right. her as a child, and you know there's still a lot of things that were, um, that didn't come easy for her, and she was still learning how to how to use her powers and all that. She wasn't as strong as she was, she is now. And then over the over the different the the, the span of uh, like six or so movies, I don't even know how many movies it were was that she was in. It probably was like four, but um, she just crushes it. Between Age of Ultron to all the way to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, she was unstoppable. And mm-hmm. she made... It wasn't even her film. And she had the best highlights of most of these films. Like, Endgame, it was fuck. It, like, one of the best parts of that movie is, of course, you know, seeing all the, the iconic moments with Cap lifting the, the, the uh, Mjolnir or with uh, Iron Man with the gauntlet and all that stuff. But watching... Wanda Maximoff jump from the like fall from the sky basically in front of Thanos and be like you motherfucker you took everything from me I'm gonna (laughs) fuck you up so bad and he's like who are you and she's like oh you're gonna find out bitch is gonna learn today and you know what he learned he learned really really hard and you know what and then so you so you think that with WandaVision and everything we so everything we saw in WandaVision everything we saw in Doctor Strange you think there is still I, more I think there's, uh, more story. there's a story there's there's definitely a movie we can get with her okay I think so because she went from being sort of an anti-hero in the first in in, in Avengers Age of Ultron because she was conflicted mm-hmm. she was on she sided with Ultron because she didn't side with Tony Stark all right and then right. she she becomes an Avenger but people fear her powers and so the Avengers split up basically because of that reason. It all falls because of her, and of course Bucky as well. But still, like she was the she was what started it all. Um, right. And then she you work your way all the way through Infinity War and Endgame, and then um, WandaVision, Doctor Strange. She she lost so much, and so of course she's gonna be pissed, and she wants to take and take and take because she lost her brother she lost the love of her life she creates this 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 whole town on a lie you know she holds them all hostage but she feels bad about it of course and she tries uh to make amends with with what she did and then that is strange yeah so she feels so bad about it that she tries to kill a kid (laughs) basically she because she comes into contact i think it was a book of uh not a shanty right it was something else no, I think you're right. I think it was the Book of Shanty, yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, we'll say we'll say so. Yeah. We'll say for now. <laughs> she she gets comes in contact with that book, and she becomes possessed by evil and all that. Oh no, that's uh, the Darkhold. I'm the sorry. Darkhold. Talking yeah, about yeah. the Darkhold. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Darkhold. So she becomes possessed by by evil, and all she wants is to get the the her sons back, even though they weren't real in her universe. She knows they're real somewhere else. And so she'll stop at nothing in order to, to get a glimpse of happiness because she doesn't have a team anymore. She doesn't have a family anymore. She's alone. And so I mm-hmm. believe after everything that had happened in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, regardless of what you liked or disliked about the movie, I believe there's still more story to tell with Wanda Maximoff. And I would be content with having this guy be the director of that film because I think that Elizabeth Olsen, as well as... Scarlet Witch, they deserve their own movie at some point. Because she's just insane. I mean, we got to find a, a, a villain, too, that can stand toe-to-toe with Wanda Maximoff at this current state. 
that are most powerful. Yeah. Because at this right. point, I can't picture anyone, not even Thanos, without his gauntlet, can really uh, take take her on. So, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot more to tell. Now, going back to the directing thing, I think that it makes a lot more sense for this director to be the director for um, for this movie. Because Fantastic Four, is, that's, that is a big movie. That's a big project to take on. And I think that um, he has the capability of making this a great uh, movie, as well as maybe a franchise. Maybe he is the director of a trilogy, a Fantastic Four trilogy. I don't know. But it, it, it's, it answers a lot of questions for us because we need to have somebody with experience in order to take on this film because the last two um, Fantastic Four franchises have bombed so bad. And this, the, this is a universe, this is, this is a franchise that needs to succeed because there are so many great storylines between Galactus or Doctor Doom or otherwise that needs to be told. And you can't tell those stories, in my opinion, without the Fantastic Four. And the only way right. you can get the Fantastic Four relevant into the MCU is by getting the right director and making sure they have a plan to make it succeed. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Just to kind of give you an idea of uh, Matt Shackman's like, resume here, he's pretty much done a, he's done a lot of shows. He's only done one movie. Uh, it's called Cut Bank. You guys ever heard of Cut Bank before? I have not. Well, nope. it didn't do too well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's done one movie out of his entire career, and it was got like a 37 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Cut Bank. So, I mean, like you said, Stephen, he's done WandaVision. He's done uh, so, so, Always Sunny. He's done... Um, well, he's actually done Heroes Reborn, which I'm not sure if you guys ever watched. But oh, I haven't seen it's... that, no. <laughs> but he's done, he's done some big things, Game of Thrones, Succession. So hopefully his uh, current career is much better. Of course it is. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, this is his first big movie. So he's got to put our trust that Matt Shackman can do it. He can get it going and uh, direct the best Fantastic Four movie we've ever seen. Because we haven't seen a lot of good ones. <laughs> that's true any other thoughts on this news no no all right Nay. cool 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 all right so let's move on to geek topic number two let's go all right so from deadline aquaman in the last in the lost kingdom and shazam fury of the gods have moved their release dates aquaman 2 has now moved from march 17th 2023 to december 25th 2023 again that's december 25th christmas day 2023 shazam 2 has moved from december 21st 2022 to march 17th 2023 so they had in the article it mentions that they are apparently working on the post-production wasn't uh wasn't going so well so they had to continue working on that so they moved aquaman and shazam again was supposed to come out this year december like in a few months and they pushed it to March of next year. So I guess uh, production is not doing too well with uh, Warner Brothers being taken over by by um, Discovery. So, <laughs> so, and the new owner, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We talked about uh, the, the new owner and, of course, the canceling of, of Batgirl and all the things that's going on with Warner Brothers. But, yeah, in this news... They're moving things back. There's no really no real surprise. Black Adam is still currently slated for I think it's October of this year. 
Uh, so I guess we'll see that, and we'll see how Warner Brothers is handling everything. But, yeah, uh, Emily, what do you think? you think uh, this is a good thing for them moving it back? Do you, do you even care? Because I know DC is kind of on uh, – <laughs> DC's not on the, it's not kind of on our shit list over here. So. It's on my hit yeah. list. Yeah. So what do you think? That's hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. So I have a theory, mm. um, okay. which maybe this is more common knowledge than I'm thinking, but I'm going to go with it anyway. So Avatar. Oh gosh. I didn't know that was happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Avatar is being re-released, and then the second one is coming out December 16th, correct? Or somewhere around oh, there? okay. So I feel like they might be saying that, oh, the film's not they, ready. They, oh, yeah, but, but they just don't want to compete with Avatar. I think it's going to be <laughs> box oh, office smart. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I think there was some shade thrown by Rachel Zegler as well, because on her Instagram, there's a story that she said, it, so it was like a selfie of her and um, Zachary Levy, and she was like saying, you know, we still love all of you, um, look forward to March of 2023, and then in like small, smaller text below, it was like, enjoy Avatar, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay. I know. Yeah. Okay. So then that's definitely the <laughs> so, reason. So some major shade um, being thrown. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I can see that. that. Is, that's it needs, the team. It needs to gain relevance first. So with yeah. Avatar yeah. has been highly anticipated for the last over a 15 decade years now. yeah 15 what the years? hell when did the first one come out right. 2009 or something i think oh it was 2009 okay so it's okay. at least 13 years almost 15 years yeah so it's it's built up a lot of hype between these two films just because it's it's uh james cameron and right. he ha- holds so many box office records at the moment between <laughs> titanic and avatar like twice or, or three times i can't even count at this point so I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive, they're planning on making five of these Avatar movies. Yes, and they are. After oh an, a hiatus of 13 years, they're going to be basically crapping these yeah. things out for the next like, yeah. three they're, or four been, They're going to be filming them back to back for like it's a, a year and a half. It's a lovely image. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people are going to be in the theaters to see this because it's been so long and it was, it was state-of-the-art State of the art, yeah, state of the art um, graphics at the at at the time, you know, was way ahead of the time. So mm-hmm. it's actually after I saw the trailer, I'm actually kind of intrigued to see it. I didn't really care for this the first one that much, but I'm kind of intrigued by the second one. So I can see uh, why you push it away. Second one of which one, Aquaman or Shazam? Neither. You're talking about Shazam, right? No, I was talking about. Oh, you're talking, about, talking about Avatar. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. There's so many sequels out there. I just. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, okay, gotcha. I'll, I'll let Emily finish first, and then I'll give you my opinion on that one, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, Emily spoke first. No, I mean that's so. basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically what I had to say. I think I enjoyed Shazam. Yeah. Um. As far as what I can remember, because the I literally watched it once. It was when I saw it in theaters. Yeah, yeah, um, 
So I I enjoyed it. I love Zachary Levy. I just think he's a a funny guy, but also just a good actor in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I liked the um, the plot twists that they had in the movie. So I'm interested to see what's gonna happen, but also. I know what happens with sequels, (laughs) and sometimes they can be stupid. So I want to have high hopes, but (laughs) me too, me too. But especially with Aquaman. And as far as Aquaman, (laughs) yeah, as far as Aquaman getting pushed, I mean, that totally has to do with the Amber Heard drama. Um, and I didn't actually watch the (laughs) first. (laughs) Aquaman because of all the reasons I gave you last week about <laughs> DC letting me down. <laughs> Even though I feel like I let down Dame Julie Andrews, my idol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because she was a voice in the movie. But you huh. know, say lovey. That's right. That's right. Steven, and what were your what were your thoughts on this again? You had some thoughts before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm content with with the news. I mean, I didn't really think too much about the Avatar thing in December as to as to being one of the reasons why they would postpone it. But it makes sense because they need to recast Mera. Um, so they got up to really they have to replace Amber Heard. They also have to replace Ezra Miller. And there's a good chance that Aquaman or the Flash are tied into shazam in some way and so in order for that to make sense after recasting and such they need to reshoot some things and re-edit as well now i'm, I'm okay mm-hmm. with with them delaying stuff as long as it's productive and the film isn't just sitting there untouched for months like right i don't know um uh, what's that movie called morbius i don't know mm-hmm. Uh, like, <laughs> like you gotta or new mutants a guy delayed like two years and it still was shit yeah <laughs> so as long as they're being productive with post-production and like with with the delay and stuff like that because now aquaman's not coming out until for another year like come on mm-hmm. and then and then shazam's not coming out in, until march of next year i believe so let's see that's uh, yep. let's see september october november december that's like seven months Seven freaking months. All right, it's over half a year um, that that one's not coming out for. So they just, if there's any post credit scenes that they had that wouldn't make sense because Ezra Miller and Amber Heard are no longer supposed to be in the uh, in the DCEU, uh, I think it's smart. I think that if they're really just taking their time and figuring out what's not working, like if they brought in a test audience and they t- and, and like like Marvel would do all the time. They brought in a test audience to see what was shit and what was good and worked their way from there to, to make decent quality movies in both Shazam mm-hmm. and, and Aquaman. I'm content with that. Mm-hmm. I really am. And going back to the point about sequels, that's not always the case. I know that a lot of the times the rich, the first or the original movie is better than the sequels to follow because the first one is has so much potential there, and then they seem to go in the wrong direction with the second or third one. But think right. of it this way. Suicide Squad, the first one, was shit. And then they made the <laughs> right. Suicide Squad a sequel to that one. That was amazing, in my opinion. One of the best DC mm-hmm. um, EU, if not the be- best DC EU uh, film to date. So... 
it doesn't always have to be a bad thing yeah. for a sequel, but I, I get what you're saying. So maybe this will be that, that chase. Maybe Shazam and Aquaman 2 will be better than its predecessor. That's my hope. Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I hope so as well. Aquaman 2, I didn't really care. I don't really I didn't care for the first one. I saw it in theaters, but I didn't really care to, I didn't really care for it. Uh, but Shazam, I actually like this Shazam movie. I've seen it a couple times and I the trailer for Shazam 2 actually made me looking forward to the movie as well. So I'm looking forward to Shazam 2. Um, it's disappointing that it's moving, but it's probably for a good reason because, it, like like Emily had said, it's most likely because of Avatar 2, uh, which it makes sense. Disney and Warner Brothers, they don't want to be fighting out, fighting it out only a few days apart because if Avatar is coming out on the 16th, Shazam is coming out on the 21st of December, that doesn't make any sense because it, they'd be splitting the box office, which is it's a no-brainer to move it, right? It's a no-brainer because now they get most of the box office because it's a it's a big movie. But mm. yeah, so yeah, any other thoughts on these two movies? Well, sorry, yeah, I, I was gonna say there's a lot riding on the success of these movies because for, up to now it's been a struggle for DC. So if they can do very well with Black Adam, with Dwayne Johnson, which I believe they will, and then they can um, top it off with a great showing of Aquaman and Shazam and anything else that's coming out, we're, we're in good hands, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Any other thoughts on this, uh, on this geek topic number two? Nope. Nay. <laughs> Nay. All right. So let's uh, move on to geek topic number three. So this will just be real quick. It's uh, we just re- recently received a like it was like what twenty seconds. Stephen, did you watch it? Did you watch what oh, I sent you on Instagram? I watched it. Oh, you did. Okay. So yeah, we saw we received our first look at the Last of Us series. Uh, so the only words that are issued throughout the the little teaser is Ellie saying, "Everyone I have ever cared for is either died or left me," and then Joel says, "You, you have, have no idea, idea what loss is." Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we also get a glimpse of a small snow, a, t- a snow town, which in the first game we could probably figure out where they are there because in the first game, Ellie, remember the was it the restaurant that we have to like sneak, like sneak behind the tables oh, and yeah, stuff, yeah. and then so oh that was so freak oh I hated that, was that. I hated I that hate, mission I died I have to tell it's you suspenseful man. I played that mission that that part of the mission. For four hours and I died yeah. so many times. And what's crazy is that yeah. I played it on my first time playing it through that many times. And then I went back just fucking around, like just taunting what's his face? Tom, not Tommy, uh, whatever that guy's name was. And it's just taunting him and I killed him in like two seconds. It was weird. <laughs> I'm like, how is this possible? What the hell? Uh, I don't know. That, that is weird. That is very weird. But that, that was uh, probably the most suspenseful part of the game was that, that whole scene because he would just come up behind you if you were were not careful. He'd come up behind you and jump on you and stab you to death. But, right. uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that was... Who is this? Um, oh, so you're, you're probably never going to play the game, but he was... Okay, I know a lot about this just based on what I've listened in your many okay. stories. All right, so <laughs> but I don't know enough to be okay, like, yeah. this is my opinion. So, right. so um, in the game, there's a part when Joel gets injured and Ellie's basically yes. by herself defending. And right, yes, I remember that. And she's trying to get him 
uh, medical supplies because he's currently dealing with a stab wound. A pipe went right through his, his side. Anyway, she comes into contact with this dude um, who says that he can offer supplies. However, <laughs> what she, she doesn't know is that this dude is the leader of the gang that of the thing that Joel wants and Ellie to... in the first place. Okay, gotcha. And so they were all looking for her. They all want her and Jill dead, but he's keeping her alive at the moment. But the only reason why is because he wants her to be his pet. It's a creepy situation. And oh, so geez. finally, after her trying to escape the town that um, the gang is in, he captures her, but she ends up tr- being able to escape, and she kills multiple p- people of his gang. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she gets um, she, she's gets confronted by this dude in a restaurant and there's the restaurant's basically on kind of on fire oh no it, it's, it turns it's like lighting on fire, on fire. It's, yeah it's lighting on fire he locks the door and there's glass everywhere so she has to run away while also trying to defend herself and this mission was one of the most stressful things ever because he is such a creep and you never know where where uh he is and one of the coolest things about the game is that you have this listening mode where you can like, you can listen in uh, yeah. behind a wall and you can see the sh- like their the silhouette of the character. Mm-hmm. You yeah. couldn't see that with this character for some reason. It's kind of like sonar a little bit. Yeah, it was sonar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it you reminds me s- of um, Slender Man. Yeah, sort of. It's mm-hmm. creepy, but you couldn't see him through through that 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 thing. So the entire time you're trying to find where the fuck this guy is. And he's being so quiet, and you're trying to like rush around, and there's plate like broken plates, shattered glass everywhere. So if you touch it just a just a little bit of it, he knows exactly where you are, and he tracks you down and kills you. And so you have to be very methodical about going about that yeah. mission. It's and you gotta stab stab him a couple times. Like there's for me, this is how I played it. I would have to like. Sneak behind him, stab him a couple times, and then run away because he would. Uh, oh he yeah. Would, he would. He would just throw, toss her around, and be like "fuck you," and then he would kill you. But yeah, right. Yeah. Well, when he takes the machete, he goes, "That's real nice, kid. Real nice." And he just pulls the machete out of like out from behind him. I go, "Oh fuck, we're dead." Oh my god, <laughs> I can't. But yeah, so. I'm almost positive that's the scene. That's the scene that they they were referencing it's, in that first take. Yeah, but. yeah, it's got to be. And then we also get the quick look at uh, Nick Offerman as Bill. So he's the oh, survivor who met who. Man, <laughs> yeah, he maintains an uneasy alliance with Joel and Ellie. So in the game, isn't he the one that's so pushing the truck? So isn't Joel pushing the truck while he's in it while uh, Bill's in it? Because yeah, he goes so- to try to find his buddy Frank, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Frank, so Bill yeah. is a guy that owes Joel a, a favor, which we don't know what the favor. We don't know what what Joel did for Bill. A part of me believes it's it's <laughs> it's something that has to do with uh, um, Bill potentially being gay. They kind of tease upon that uh-huh. in the the game, where him and Frank had some kind of relationship, but they don't really uh-huh. say it out loud. It's just kind of implied. Uh, yeah. so maybe it was a secret that Joel was um, keeping. And then he says, are we square? Yeah. After helping him get through the entire town, find the pieces for this truck. He's like, yeah, uh, we're square. Yeah, and he right. goes, get the fuck out of my town. So <laughs> he's, th- this is a very paranoid guy. Bill is a very paranoid dude. He sets traps everywhere in his town. 
and he knows where all those traps are. And he lives by himself. He's stacked to the the heavens with ammo and other supplies. He he's insane. And Nick Offerman makes so much fucking sense. Like I kid yeah. you not. My first lo- my first note when I saw this was was that Nick fucking Offerman as Bill? Oh yeah, man, dude. it was just a brief clip, but you know what? It makes sense, and I I cannot wait to see an interaction between Pedro Pascal and Nick Offerman, between Bill and Joel. Um, yep, I am going to go and say I'm happy with what we saw about with, with Pedro Pascal as Joel, but with Bella Ramsey, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit uncertain at the moment. Now maybe we didn't see enough to make an accurate opinion. But it didn't feel like Ellie up there on the screen. It like Ellie has spunk. She is a wise ass that likes to have fun. She's she's goofy. But what I saw was a girl with no emotions, and that kind of scared. I me thought that that's how she was. I thought in the game that she had no emotions because she wasn't. Uh, well, that's what I thought anyway. At first, she's kind of has her her guard up because she doesn't know yeah. Joel or or Tess. So right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this show, man. I know it's coming out in 2023. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of jump scares. This is going to be like Walking Dead times 10 <laughs> or 100, man. It's going to be good. Oh, man. Oh, I can't. I, I, really can't. I had to take – when I was playing the game, I had to take time in between each play sesh because I knew that – I got my stress levels rose so much during the game because of, mm. yeah, it's just really intense, isn't it? Like you could just be walking, having competition and then something jumps out and you're just like, what the fuck? But yeah. So first, first look at it. Really liked it. I really want to see an official trailer for this series. I know they're probably not even, it's not even ready yet, but this, this trailer, this little teaser came along with other things that HBO were putting out. Like it was, uh, of course, the, uh, the the dragon was the House of Dragon for the Game of Thrones. Uh, that was also part of the trailer, the little teaser trailer. But there was other things HBO was putting out. So this this teaser wasn't dedicated just to Last of Us, but it uh, definitely had a lot of stuff going on in it, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. Emily, do you have any thoughts on this? I know I know you never played the game, but do you have any thoughts yeah. based on what we said? Well, it's funny because one of my um, good friends also played this game. So, like, Mm -hmm. based on your thoughts and her thoughts about the whole thing, I Mm -hmm. will say I am excited to watch it, Um, even though I don't do very well with anything (laughs) horror-related. But I don't know how far they're going to lean towards this because... You have like, I feel like a wide range of ages that played the game. So if they're trying to milk the most like, I guess, money out of it, I hate to say it, like they're going to try to maybe not make it a super scary, mature horror thing. But I mean, Mm -hmm. the game was pretty intense, intense, so. Yeah. Right. But right, I exactly. feel like people I feel like you can get away with that in video games more so than in like TV and film because right. like <laughs> it's so horrible, but so many 
kids will like play these games and their parents have zero clue what they're playing, what they're doing. Whereas like if you have a 10 year old who's playing this game and then this 10 year old, that's like, Oh, I want to watch this. Like the parents I think are going to be more inclined to be like, what's going on <laughs> if yeah. they're watching, just watching something. So I don't know. Who's Tori to loved, me, loved watching this, uh, watch me play the game because I would literally every crack and cranny, I would try to find, was it coins? Is that what they were giving us? In the game, um, what was it that uh, that you could find anywhere you went? Is it coins? Oh. Well, you find like bottles and bricks and like weapons, yeah, and like that. As far as coins go, uh, I don't think so. I don't remember that. The coins, yeah, the, I'm pretty sure they are collectibles, yeah, and like comics and other things like that you can collect. Oh, the game, yeah, right. I yeah. just, I, I, I'm not used to playing a game where I care this much to check every nook and cranny, but with The yeah. Last of Us 1 and 2, I checked everywhere. I said crack and cranny, didn't I? <laughs> you said nook and cranny. Yeah. I said crack and cranny. Oh, shit. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but... Oh, no, well, you should definitely should have, because now he said nook and cranny, and I'm like, oh, shit, wait a minute. It's not crack and cranny. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But, yeah, God, sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's it's one of those games that you you have an objective to basically just mm-hmm. go forward for the most part. But mm-hmm. you want like after a big battle or once you enter a city or something, all I want to do is check all of the like everywhere in the grass, check all of these abandoned buildings, mm-hmm. check underneath like the 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 bridges and everything just for some ammo or some collectible or something. It's so cool. Like I don't do that that often. Oh, right. And there were parts games. for your weapons. Wasn't there like, they, yeah. you could find parts could, for the weapons. You can, yeah. You get parts and then you can go to a, uh, a tool bench and you can upgrade your weapons to yep. make it cooler. And that's right. Oh man. It was so fun. So fun. Yeah. Well, we will see at some point in 2023, we'll, we'll, we'll see this, this TV series and see how intense they go with it. But, uh, yeah, for now, is there anything else we'd like to talk about today? No, that was it. All right. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Steven, real quick, where can the good people find us? Well, Matthew, the good people can find us <laughs> at Instagram, and they can also find us at TikTok. And also, if you want to go on Spotify, we're there too, or Apple Podcasts. We are the Flavor of the Geek Podcast. We have that on every single social media pro- uh, platform. You'll see Flavor of the Geek. If you see that, you're in the right place. If you go anywhere else, you've gone too far. But we uh, we do have our Instagram page. We do have an email. It's uh, flavorofthegeekpod at gmail.com if you want to, you know, send us a uh, like a request of things to talk about on next week's podcast or just your thoughts and theories about things we had talked about on the podcast previously somewhere. Or if you, uh, <laughs> if you have any questions, we can, we'll answer them as best as we possibly can on the next podcast. Anything that your heart desires, you put in that fucking email, man. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. We'll talk like about it, it, man. That was a I lot. love it. <laughs> that was. That was good. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, again, thank you so much for listening. And uh, remember, my name is Matthew. My name is Joel. I mean, Steven. <laughs> my name is Emily. <laughs> and we, we love, love you 3,000. 3,